Hello, my social angels, and welcome to the last episode of season one of the Social Angel Podcast. I'm your host, Alina Vellaneda, and today's episode is going to be a part two of our most recent episode, and we will dive into the mental aspects of the first semester and things to help you as an individual mentally starting at college. It's so crazy to see the podcast come into fruition this year, and I am so excited to keep on pushing and keep inspiring others through it all. I will be going into my sophomore year this semester and I really want to get into the future plans and bottom of my projects and just reflect on all that I've done and set some goals for the future too. I'm so glad you've been able to come along this ride with us and can't wait for everything else I have planned for you guys next season. So enough with that and let's go ahead and get into everything student life in our last episode of the season, The Final Flight. The biggest and main cause of depression and anxiety in college students is trying to cope with new and different changes. This includes moving away from home, trying to keep up with college classes and struggling to make new friends, and just dealing with all types of changes. These can all be such scary mountains to climb, but they can also be the ones that change you into who you're made to be. You might be like, yeah, Lena, that's easy for you to say after researching these topics and dealing with them yourself last year. I totally understand how you guys feel, and the reason I share all my advice to you guys is because that's what helped me. As I've mentioned in my other episodes, freshman year wasn't the best time for me, really, when it came to the mental aspects of it all. I was putting on a facade at my internships and different projects I faced, but I really wasn't happy with myself. I felt guilty for being sad all the time living in a dorm at an all-girls college when there's so many countries that don't even allow females to get an education and people who can't even afford it. And sometimes I was sad for no reason and other times I was sad over things I just couldn't control. But with what I'm about to tell you guys is truly what helped me and molded me into who I am now. The reason I created this podcast wasn't for the downloads. I can even tell you the logistics if you asked me, but it was to help students just like me With research, yes, but mostly with my personal experiences. All of my friends can tell you right now that summer has been pretty boring for us when it used to be the most memorable season of all. Once college started, that all changed and we all truly took for granted the time we spent living in the dorms, spending time with friends, making memories, meeting new people, and just college in general. And I never thought we'd say we were ready to go back to school and truly mean it, but these are the years where we find ourselves and get to have so much fun, so try not to let it scare you away or steal your happiness. Before I start speaking on the statistics, I do want to give a trigger warning. We will be speaking on the topics of mental health disorders and suicide. The report from the Annual Healthy Minds study is based on web surveys taken by almost 100,000 students across 133 campuses from the 2021-2022 academic school year. It was found that 44% of students reported symptoms of depression, 37 reported anxiety disorders, and 15% reported having seriously considered suicide in the past year, and that's the highest recorded rates of the survey in the past 15 years. At our neighbor's school, NC State University, they have had 14 student deaths last year, seven of those students committed suicide, and two of them fatally overdosed. 
And it is so very sad to see that happening around us, and I can't imagine, and I'm praying for the friends and families and loved ones of those students. I feel that mental health is talked about when it comes to finding solutions, but nothing is ever said about how it feels, what it does to an individual, and how it truly affects us. And of course, not everyone can be vulnerable and so willing to come out and speak about their struggles, but it's so important to create a safe space all the time to be able to encourage students to want to know. I know many people that use a counseling center for their problems and have gotten the help, but reaching out for me wasn't so easy. I looked into a therapist and it broke my heart looking at those prices, even after the student discounts and the insurance portion. But imagine if it was someone dealing with PTSD or chronic depression and they're hurting so much to where they can't even get help because they can't afford it. It's very sad to see and this world is very dim, but sometimes the only ones who can help us is ourselves and we have to learn to rise to the occasion and overcome these battles. The reason I mentioned the two students that had overdosed this past year is because we find ourselves indulging in the negatives because it can keep our mind off of our sadness, insecurities, and whatever we may be dealing with at the time. Most students turn to alcohol, partying, sex, and drugs because that's the only thing we can think of to make us feel good. It's the easiest thing, but it will never be the best. And it's so easy to get into that culture when it's all year around, all everyone talks about sometimes, and all they want to do. This past year, all my problems stemmed around boys and girl drama and situations that happened at parties that made me angry and upset. It made me into someone I wasn't, and it put me in dangerous and difficult situations. And even though I had the self-control to not drink, not partake in drugs, and I was able to stay sober-minded, it still left me so empty because I was constantly taking care of others and witnessing those factors destroy these people that I knew. Those are the exact reasons why I didn't have the freshman year I wanted to. And this is what fuels me here today to talk to you guys so you don't fall into the same patterns as most of us did coming into college. I want to teach you guys the best ways to help you overcome those feelings and emotions so you can have an amazing year. Colleges do offer free counseling and there are always therapists if you can afford them, as well as being involved in the church and just different communities within your college, but those are all things you have to find by yourself. And it all truly starts with you and it's so easy to have a clouded mind when you're so stressed and so burnt out, but you can do it. Sometimes we don't even know that we are stressed and so close to our breaking point. Some physical symptoms include increased heart rate, shortness of breath, muscle tension, headaches, stomach aches, fatigue. Emotional symptoms include irritability, mood changes, increased worrying, feelings of helplessness and loneliness. Cognitive symptoms include memory loss, loss of concentration, negative outlook, and disassociation. All of those symptoms can affect everything when it comes to college, from your grades to your sleeping and eating habits to how you treat yourself and even your friends. And sometimes when you're just starting to meet these people in your life, they don't know you well enough to help you or even know that you're under a lot of pressure at that time. Therefore, making you feel even more hopeless than before, but it's all going to be okay. Everyone is going to have different things that help them cope and manage stress, and I'm sure you've all heard them before because that's all we hear sometimes, especially around finals week, but I'm going to share the best things that helped us and share the feedback that I got from other college students too. The best way to prevent stress is time management. I've made an episode on this before called The Helpful Halo, but it truly helps when you'll be making time for everything and are able to see your schedule for the week. You might be thinking, I don't even know where to start or I don't even have time to, but keep it simple. You can either buy a calendar and write it all down or you can do it online with Google Calendar or Notion. 
And if you're not doing anything important right now, pull up your laptop and your classes for the semester. And once you have your classes set in stone, then you can start adding or making time for a therapist appointment or a club you're interested in. And once you start to make that a habit for your semester, it's going to become easier and easier. And it's not as daunting as you think. Do make sure you don't overwhelm yourself, though, because when you see your schedule and all the free time you have, it's easy to pack it with so many things because you want to be so involved. But trust me and take your time and take it slow. Then you'll be doing the opposite and making situations stressful for yourself. Once classes do start, then you can jot down when things will be due and when you'll have tests so you can have time to prepare for them. Most professors have an updated syllabus with the correct dates that they give you on the first day, so make sure to keep that. A few more ways to prevent being stressed out is staying healthy, make sure you're eating right though it's hard, get a good night's sleep of course, and stay hydrated always. I don't think I need to go into detail about how that affects our bodies because we know, but it truly does prevent being cranky and stressed out and it brightens our mood. So now that we know the best ways to prevent being stressed out, let's talk how to manage it. When doing my research for this episode, I didn't expect the amount of just unrealistic information I'd be getting online. Best ways to manage stress for college students. Get a massage, slow down, lean on your friends. But as college students, not all of us are able to slow down. Not all of us have friends, especially freshman year, and most of us don't even have the money to get a massage. They say the same rotation of ways to manage stress, but say a whole lot of nothing. I mean, these are probably 30-year-old journalists and researchers creating tools for 18 to 21-year-olds, but didn't even go to college with social media, let alone the circumstances we have now. So it really just irked my nerves because none of those came up when I asked college students what helped them. We're talking students who completed two degrees, students who just graduated, students who are on their sophomore year, student athletes, and so many different backgrounds, so these methods are bound to help you regardless. So let's get into it because I know you've been waiting. First things first, understand that it's okay to tell someone and ask for help. Whether that's from your parents, your friends, or your guidance counselor, even your professor, they will either do their best to help you themselves or send you to someone who can. You can even write things down in your journal or just let it all out as you vent to someone, but I guarantee you're not alone in the way you've been feeling. Just letting someone know will really help and release a couple burdens. You don't have to put on a front with anyone, and that's what people expect from a college student, not a perfect, outgoing person all the time. Number two, be in a different setting. Whether you're just in bed or studying, it's so easy to be comfortable in your room and just sulk, especially when you're feeling bad. So you're more than welcome to pop in those headphones and listen to my podcast or some uplifting music and find a different setting. Sometimes it can be your own campus, chilling in a coffee shop or chatting with friends. I did this my first semester a lot because I was so stressed, but it really helps and I also explored tons of cool places around campus too. Number three, get active. This can also go with the previous one and you can walk and explore campus, but you can also head to the gym, do some yoga, run or get active with friends. Almost every response I got had something to do with being active and getting out of your room. So definitely be sure to do one or the other. Number four, distract yourself. Also falls hand in hand with the previous. You can distract yourself by going to the gym, but you can distract yourself with anything you want to really, from window shopping to taking a nap, painting, going outside, reading, spending time with friends. Get the bad off of your mind. It's going to be okay. Now, for number five, maybe the hardest for some, but your mindset and perspective need some work. If it was easy, everyone would be living a stress-free life, but it's not. 
You might feel like you're all alone, but you're not. All this bad anxiety and stress you're feeling is only temporary. You might be thinking about all the bad things and all the stuff you haven't done or all the stuff that's going on, but change the perspective for once. Think of all the things you did get done, all the things that are going right. You're getting your bachelor's degree. It's not going to be easy. Whoever told you it was is a liar. You're overwhelmed with so many different changes and new people and new classes and a new campus, but you're also introduced to new changes and new people and new opportunities, often in a new town where the possibilities are endless. I think the best quote for this tip is from our one and only Taylor Swift. Scary news is you're on your own now. The cool news is you're on your own now. Yes, it's scary, and yes, you'll be stressed and hurt and overwhelmed by it all, but you will never be this young again, and there is so much to look forward to. Even if it feels you're at the end of a tunnel and the light is dim, just keep going and keep pushing no matter what. I hope that you have a stress-free year, but I know it is inevitable. The next time, you can apply this episode to your mindset and prepare you for your final flight. To close us off today, we have a quote, as always, Never regret a day in your life. Good days give happiness, bad days give experiences, the worst days give lessons, and the best days give memories. Thank you guys so much for listening to the last episode of Season 1 of the Social Angel Podcast. I'll be taking some time off to adjust to my new schedule and create awesome content for the upcoming season. If you like the podcast, feel free to follow our Instagram along with the Meredith College student media socials to stay updated and know when new episodes come out. If you'd like to get to know me a little more or have any questions, you can also follow me on my personal socials at Alina Lisette or my photography page at Shop by Alina. Well, that's all I have for you this season. I hope you have an amazing day and as always, I'll see you angels later. Mm-hmm.